and uh, there is a minimum contribution of $500 you know, per family or whatever the case it is, uh, individual. Another thing that, and uh, again, as I mentioned to you, you can get up to $15,000 in grants. Now, surprisingly, this loan could also be utilized with a high balance loan, which means that can go a little bit over a million dollars. But if you are a first-generation homebuyer, you can probably expand that up to maybe $140,000, $150,000. Every county, every city is a little bit different. Um, and that leads me to my next conversation. Hi, everybody. Jose Luis Morales here. Welcome back to another episode of the Morales Group Show. Today, we have a repeat guest. His name is Silverio Garcia. He is with the Silver Mortgage Group. He is the founder and CEO. And today, he's going to be going over with us how to buy a home with no money down. Yes, you heard it correctly with no money down. So a lot of people sometimes say, well, I can't buy a home because I don't have the down payment. What I usually tell people is the most important thing is meeting with a loan officer because you never know what programs are out there that may be able to help you. I remember a similar situation. I helped the client buy a home with $2,000 down back in the day. That $2,000 investment, now their home is probably worth double, maybe $400,000 in equity, which is unbelievable. So I'm excited about this program because I think it helps people with good credit, good income, but maybe don't have the down payment for a down. So I think it's a great program. So welcome back to the show, Silverio. How are you? Thank you, Jose Luis. Thank you for having me back again. Yeah, really fun. So let's get it. Let's help people understand how they can purchase a house with no money down. And yeah, it's, it's no baloney. It's actually true. I know it's funny because uh, whenever you have a title like this, a lot of people are going to go, oh, that can't be possible. That's not true. Or my dad told me that you need 20% down. So this is an episode that you want to make sure that you watch until the end. So let's get started, Silverio, for our viewers who don't know who you are, who is Silverio Garcia, and then how did you get started in the mortgage industry? And then we can transition to what is this 100% financing program? Who qualifies? What are the income requirements? What are the eligi eligibility requirements? If we would just jump right into it after that. Cool. So, hi, everybody. My name is Silverio Garcia with Silver Mortgage Group. Uh, my office is located in Camarillo, and we service primarily the state of California. Um, I've been in lending for 21 years, and uh, great question regarding how I got involved in uh, mortgages is I bought my first house when I was 20 years old. And um, I remember clearly my dad and everybody telling me it's impossible. You can't do this. And uh, I just kept on digging and digging and digging until I was able to get into a house. Um, it wasn't a pleasant experience. I can tell you that much, especially in the finance side. And I've always had a passion for numbers. And I figured, why not uh, get in this business to try to assist other people any age, you know, um, buy a house and really tell everybody that you can purchase a house as young as you want to be, uh, as long as you have the two-year history of employment and a little bit of uh, additional savings and, um, and the one to do it, you can do it. So I'm still here after 21 years. I love it. So talk to us about the 100% finance program. Who qualifies for that? Cool. So it's, I think it's important for people to understand the basics of this program. It's more of a community opportunity type program. Um, a few years ago, um, major uh, institutions kind of got reprimanded for not helping everybody in general, meaning that they had a little more preference, you know, for certain, you know, ethnicities or certain areas. 
um, and uh, they kind of got slapped in the hand. Uh, off of that, uh, a community opportunity program started resurfacing because it's always been there, but it resurfaced uh, where it's a little more open to, um, you know, different groups in different areas, but primarily it's a program that is offered to encourage traditionally underserved applicants, the opportunity for homeownership. Now you can do up to hundred percent financing. And on top of that, you have no PMI. And one more thing is you basically can get up to $15,000 in new rents. Um, so these types of programs are not for someone that already has, you know, 10, 15% down saved, and they're just looking for a little extra, or they want, you know, to take advantage of all of the programs. No, this is a real true, um, you know, um, loan that will be uh, scrutinized, obviously, by the lender to make sure that the, the uh, applicant really does qualify. Primarily, Jose Luis, this is a purchase only transaction. Um, it is for um, low to moderate income areas, uh, but it's not limited to first time homebuyers either. Um, Non-occupying co-buyers are not allowed, and uh, there is a minimum contribution of $500, you know, per family or whatever the case it is, uh, you know, individual. Another thing that we need to make sure is that the clients do require to have two months reserves. What does this mean? It means that if your payment is, let's say, $4,000, you need to have at least $8,000 saved after your minimum contribution of $500 in a bank account. Why do they do that? It's because, you know, since you're a first-time home buyer, since you're not coming up with much out of your pocket, they at least want to make sure that you do have a little bit of savings. Um, like most first-time homebuyer programs, you will be required to have an education, uh, I guess, um, class. Usually something very simple, you know, that, you know, anybody can do and it's very educational. But um, to give you an example um, in our areas, so usually you can purchase a property in the you know, mid 700s, I would say that's primarily what we're focused in our area here in Ventura County. Um, the um, minimum credit score is 680. Um, mm -hmm. It is traditionally uh, lower than the norm because most first time home buyers buyer uh, programs will require a higher um, credit score, usually in the 700s. And uh, again, as I mentioned to you, you can get up to $15,000 in grants. Now, surprisingly, this loan could also be utilized with a high balance loan, which means that can go a little bit over a million dollars. The thing is, or the trick to this is that, again, this is usually for people that are underserved in underserved communities. And very rarely we're going to see uh, that a million dollar property will qualify for that. So um, if you are, for example, a first generational home buyer, and that's the new thing. I, I don't know if you've heard of that recently or not, but a first generational home buyer is the new introduction that some of these banks are bringing into the equation. So a first generational home buyer is someone who has not owned the property in the last three years. And on top of that, this is what it's a little interesting that your parents never owned a home, or at least they haven't had one in the last 10 years. Um, this is a little tricky. Um, personally, I, doesn't sit well with me to be very honest with you because of the fact that let's assume for a second that 
your parents, you know, uh, did well for themselves and you're trying to do the same thing for yourself and you don't necessarily have their hand, their help. So you're not going to be able to obtain a loan like this because they're already homeowners, but they want to focus on people that are truly first time home buyers, you know, in a whole family setting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it actually does. So it's basically at least for this 100% financing possibility, they're, they've they got like a certain demographic and their demographics like, okay, you haven't owned a home in the last three years and your parents haven't owned one in the last 10 years, which means that like you're almost like the first one in your family tree yep. like to be able to own that. Obviously, I don't think it probably counts sisters or brothers or anything like that, but at least from your parents, parents. it doesn't. Does it count the brothers or sisters? Like if my brother no, owns a no, home? No. Okay, no, good. No, it's just, just the actual, just your parents alone. Um, I mean, there's obviously other small, uh, you know, changes. For example, if you inherited a property that does not count, or if you were raised by a guardian, it doesn't really count. Uh, you know, foster care. I mean, there's a few other small exceptions that, you know, obviously it would, they're a little bit more technical that we would have to kind of look into that, in, you know, individually, right? But um, the reason why these topics are important is because if you fit the category of a first time buyer in a first generational home buyer, it also means that you have the ability to uh, utilize more of your income to qualify. So for example, you know, if you're not a, uh, if you're a non first generation home buyer, the average income that you can use is somewhere around 98,000. But if you uh, a year, which is extremely difficult to qualify in Ventura County, but if you are a first generation home buyer, you can probably expand that up to maybe 140, $150,000. So every county, every city is a little bit different. Um, and that leads me to my next conversation that you were asking regarding where can people obtain these loans? So primarily these um, loans are very centralized to a specific uh, you know, want of each investor. For example, Ventura County fits there uh let's say riverside will actually qualify los angeles um just to name you a few san diego san francisco uh but they're very specific they're in reality there are about only eight or nine counties that will qualify for this luckily for us like i said ventura county is one of them los angeles is one of them and uh if you ever do business in riverside that will be another um another place where uh, it would it would qualify for that now now you said something about early on. You said something about low to moderate income areas. So w what does that actually mean, and how do you know if? And I know you're saying Ventura, Los Angeles, Riverside. How do you actually know if your area is low to moderate income? Census tracts. So basically, okay. what happens is that there is a specific website that we utilize, uh, where we actually input the address, and it will tell us if the actual area is located on a. 50.01% or more minority owned. Um, uh, it, it all really depends, obviously, in your specific area. But I would say that if we speak about, uh, you know, Ventura County in general, let's utilize Oxnard, for example. I would say the vast majority of South Oxnard and some parts of Northern Oxnard will qualify because traditionally speaking, our, um, you know, the minority census tract will actually, you know, capture you know, how many minorities live in that area and, and that will qualify. So anything over 50% uh, minority, minority owned. Qualify. Yeah. I even plugged Got in it. one time an address in Camarillo and it still qualified by just a little bit, but it did qualify. 
I love it. Now, let me ask you this. Like, is there a website where, like, the public can uh, view this, like, and verify individually? Or is the best thing to do to reach out to somebody like it's you best, and see if they out. qualify? It's best to reach out to a professional. It's it's sincerely is, is not uh, is not user friendly. And uh, you have to look at tracks and you have to look at a couple of different things. Even for us, you know, it's it's not it's not very easy. So but, yeah, I would I would ensure that whomever you're working with understands these programs well, um, you know, and they can actually check the address. Um, it also makes it a little bit uh, tedious for, you know, the real estate agent because we have to be checking every property. But again, you know, we're helping a very specific type buyer. Yeah, That's and why. I think it's a great program. And the reason is that it's helping a specific type of buyer. So here's what I kind of witness, and I don't know if you witness the same thing. I notice that a lot of people be like, oh, I don't qualify for this reason or I don't qualify for that reason. Or my cousins try to get qualified, and he said, I don't qualify for that reason. What a lot of people don't understand is that there's so many different programs out there that are maybe specifically, and if you work with a loan officer that understands those programs, they'll be able to say, well, you don't qualify for that program, but hey, look, there's a, your parents aren't home homeowners, you're not a homeowner, there's actually this 100% program that you qualify for. So I think instead of self disqualifying yourself, talk to a different loan officer or somebody with experience in that. And then um, they'll be able to help you. Like when I bought my first property, I qualified, people would tell me that you needed two years of work experience. But there's an exception if you're a university graduate, and you work it, get a job in the same field that you graduated in, you don't need that two year requirement. So I was able to bypass that and qualify like right away upon graduating, which is a good thing because in those two years I would have had to wait, the real estate market started going up, which I would have had to wait. Now, you mentioned something about 15%, like if somebody already has the 15% down payment that they likely wouldn't qualify for this, like. What does that the mean? Idea is that they they want to they want to utilize this program for somebody who truly needs it. Does that make sense? You know, let's assume for yeah. a second that somebody really doesn't have the financial ability to save fifty thousand, eight hundred thousand, but they have good credit and they have all the basics. You know, it's it's a situation that that um, that these community programs do not do not allow someone who is is well qualified to utilize this program because they have the ability to fund that themselves. So just piggybacking on, on the stuff, um, what you were talking about earlier today is true. When we look at our clientele, let's assume for a second that somebody's listening to this and they're like, well, man, my dad, my parents already own a home. Okay, cool. Not a problem. Look, ask because there's state, there's federal, and there's local assistance programs in each city that may be able to assist you with some or most of the closing costs. Example, um, let's assume for a second that you could utilize a program that is not this 100% financing option for whatever the case would be. And you will be able to utilize a, you know, either a small loan that they can provide you, or you can do, uh, for example, a, um, a grant that you may be able to obtain. So don't get discouraged by the fact that, you know, you're a first time buyer, uh, multi-generational buyer, whatever the case it is, just ask the question before you discredit yourself because homeownership is fairly easy to obtain Attainable. if you have the right team behind you. I agree 100%. And once again, I see a lot of people self-disqualify themselves. So how, how does it work? Meaning like, is it 100% financing? Is it one loan? Is it two loans? Is there a repayment for that money? Like, what are the what are the things in the in the background that Great are question. associated with this? One single loan, which makes it super cool. 
no PMI, which, which makes it even more amazing. 680 FICO score, which, you know, opens up, you know, a, a wide range of uh, qualified buyers. Um, and as I mentioned to you, uh, there is a piggyback, which is a grant that you can obtain up to $15,000. When I say up to $15,000, it also comes back with how much income you earn, you know, and so on and so forth, whether you are or not a first generation home buyer, all that stuff comes into play. But if it's a grant, there's no repayment on it. So basically you get that money and uh, you don't have to repay it. That's it. It's just a simple grant. So um, you can also have the sellers help pay some of the closing costs if in case, um, you know, you need it a little extra. But I would say that if you could qualify for this loan, there's a great likelihood that you would also qualify for the uh, $15,000 in uh, grant money. Got it. And then if you get the grant, does that have to be used towards closing costs or like, let's say the seller pays for the closing costs. Could you take that money home? Like meaning buy the house and end up with 15,000 in your pocket. I like your thinking, I love it. but yeah, we have to be, we have to be straight on that one. No, it has to be straight utilized for closing costs. Correct. I love it. Good. Anything else that you think that people should know about this program with hundred percent financing? Sure. I would say get qualified, ask questions, you know, ask the right, uh, you know, loan officer, wherever you're at, make sure that they um, understand there's several of these types of programs. Jose Luis, it's not just one single one. Every yeah. institution has, you know, different variations of it. I think that the most important thing for people to know is that there's income limitations, credit limitations and location limitations. So. Uh, not because, you know, you want to live in a very specific part of the city. This may qualify you. So just be wise about um, choosing the right product and just don't laser focus on one specific product either, because sometimes different products will work best for, you know, for different people. So, you know, just open up and ask questions. That's for sure. I agree. So the main thing, moral of the story is talk to a loan officer and basically see what programs are available for your specific situation. Just because your cousin didn't qualify, or your parents are saying that you don't qualify, or you think you don't qualify, that doesn't mean that you don't qualify. Main important thing is talking to the loan officer. I'm glad that I talked to the loan officer when I did, because that saved me two years and probably fifty to $100,000 in equity that I wouldn't have been able to maybe qualify at that point for a single family residence. So main thing is just get educated. So Silverio, if somebody wants to get a hold of you to go over this program or any other programs that you have available, what's the best way for them to do that? Cell phone is 805-479-9283. And uh, you can definitely follow us on social media. It's at Silver Mortgage Group. That would be Instagram, TikTok. And if you want to follow me in Facebook, it's my name, Silverio Garcia. And, uh, you know, we'll have lots of different, uh, you know, informational videos there as well. And you can send direct, send a direct message there as well. But 805-479-9283 is a cell phone number and a text. Uh, you can text me there as well. Got it. And then just for our viewers, uh, if you buy a home, maybe with little money down, and then you're like, well, I want to bring my payment down. Silvio did another video on how to finance an ADU, which I think is a great way to make properties more affordable uh, for everybody out there. So we'll tag the link below. Uh, for our yeah. viewers out there, once again, 
Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to watch this episode. Silverio, thank you for uh, coming on and sharing. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the share button. If you feel that this episode will be helpful to somebody, uh, make sure to hit that uh, share button and make sure to subscribe. So thanks again, Silverio, to our viewers. Until next time.